Buds, we are two 20-something-year-old women fresh out of college and fresh into all things work, life, relationships, and self-appreciation. As we find ourselves, we hope to provide a space for others to join in on our takes on life and the process of making sense out of the nonsense. So welcome to our podcast, where we make the grass a little greener, because here, we, we grow, grow together. together. Welcome back, everybody. We are just treading along with our new series. I'm so excited you guys are coming back with us. You know how we start with just an icebreaker, getting, you know, used to hearing us talk. So Teo, what is one form of self-care that you did this week? So I've pretty much kind of built my collection on like self-care and self-help books. Now the question is, am I going to read them all? I have no idea. Maybe I'll set like a goal of like how many I want to have read by, I don't know, like the end of the the semester or something. I don't know. But I think my mind is now like, I need to spend less time on TikTok and more time doing productive things. (laughs) TikTok is taking over. But I also think that self-help books, you can kind of like, you don't have to read them beginning to end like you would a regular novel yeah because for self-help books like have like the you know titles usually that have like what this is going to be about I thought you can kind of skip around read chapters switch out books and it still will be meaningful and make sense yeah and some of them like one of the ones that I'm reading now like it just has a prompt for each day and so nice you can just kind of pick it up and literally there's a prompt for every single day and then you know, like, okay, on this day, I can just give my little daily dose and then be fine. Um, some of them are longer than that, but definitely never good my collection. Like I think that's like a, a form of self-care because I am trying to like build my confidence and all of that. And like that's pretty much what all of those books are doing. Maybe I should say some of the titles. Should I say some of the titles for like recommendations? Give your faves. Okay, so. Wait a second. I was like, you have them right here? You was ready for the uh, promo. <laughs> no, so it was on the table behind. It was on the table behind me. So I just had to go grab it. But, okay. There's one that I think I'm going to start first, like an actual book. And it's, I was actually gifted this one from my internship. But it's called Lead from the Outside. And it's by Stacey Abrams. Okay, Stacey. Um, and, you know, she she has had a very vast recommendation reputation (laughs) over the past couple years with all of the things that she's done for Georgia and being state representative and all of that and doing making all of that change so it literally says how to build your future and make real change I like so I heard that it was a really good book and then I also have a poetry book that is called Call Us What We Carry, and it's by Amanda Gorman. And I don't know if you remember when Biden got elected, there was a Black girl who... Oh, but yes, yeah. Yes, that's her. Okay, so it's her book. So it's a poetry book, but it's like longer poems, I would say. Like, they're not all super short. Um, And she's really, really good at what she does. So it's a physical book. That's nice. Yes, it's a physical book. So that was actually kind of cool. Like my Black, the Black Employee Resource Group at my job gave us both of those books as like a gift when we first started. Period. So, period. Okay, okay. 
self-help books I feel like that's always a pick-me-up a great make you feel good when you're feeling down what have you done for yourself this week this week I I have been having severe writer's block um and I think it's just solely from like nervousness of nearing the end of something that I'm writing so um I decided to just one night open up my notebook and just write freely like not write towards what I'm writing towards but just write anything that I was thinking feeling wanted to write about Mm -hmm. um and that was a form of self-care for me for sure because it I think writing comes with a lot of pressures of just anything you do that you're passionate about I think just comes with a lot of pressures because you want to be good at it yep so taking time to be not good at it or not not good at it but just have no goal or expectation for it it's always a self-care moment yeah no, I think that that's amazing. And that's always nice for me to hear, knowing that you are my my writing friend. Um, when you kind of take away some of those barriers and those pressures, it'll make it a lot easier to just kind of like, where's my brain at? Or like, what 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 is my brain capable of at the moment? Capable of writing? Like what's hiding in here that I haven't paid attention to kind of? Right, because um, I had asked um, Instagram, like a poll question about, do when you get a passion you have a passion and you make it a job does it take away the enjoyment of it and I think even just for having a passion and having expectations for that passion does it take the enjoyment away from it like anytime you put a a restriction or like a level set that you need to be in order to be good at this thing I think it takes away the enjoyment Mm -hmm. for me at least like it's always anything you're not doing leisurely, freely for fun. It's going to take away some enjoyment because now it's a competition with yourself. <laughs> yeah. When you start to get like the deadlines and like, oh, I have to finish it by this time. And that is, I feel like those times where you hit the writer's block because you're just like, I'm not even like, I'm not letting the information flow freely to me. It's more so exactly. like I'm sitting down like, okay, I need to write because I need to, I need to finish it by this time when your brain just may not have, you just may not have anything. Right on the same. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. I so definitely want to talk about that. this week. So this is the second episode of our series. Um, we hope you liked the last episode when we kind of addressed Gen Z. And as we said last week, each week we will continue to add different identities that make up Morgan and myself as individuals. So today we're going to add on to the Gen Z label that we had last week and add black woman. So now we're at Gen Z black woman support group. Oh, so it's going to keep building for the next two episodes after that as well. So stay tuned for that. But we're just going to touch on some of the things that black women, we would say are currently facing some of the things that Morgan and I are facing as black women while also being in the category of Gen Z. Um, And the first thing, we've got like three main topics that we're going to kind of go over and just talk about uh, more deeply. But the first one that we have is how are we maintaining our confidence when it comes to physicality? So like hair, skin color, body type, hair type. What does that look like right now for us as Gen Z Black women? This is such a dense question yeah I feel like you could have a conversation sorry 
I feel oh, no, like we could have a conversation for each one. Like hair could be its own skin. Yes. Its own, you know? Which is actually, I think, how we should break it down, to be honest, of like, for hair, for me, um, I will honestly say right now, I had to tell myself and really just level set with myself on like, am I wearing, because I, you guys, I know you guys haven't physically seen me unless you know me for real. I wear a lot of like wigs, ponytails, all that kind of stuff. Like that's what I like. And I had to tell myself like, am I doing this? Cause I hate my 4C hair. Like, is this me like hating myself? Yeah. But I just like it. That's pretty much my answer. Like, I just like it. And that I was almost like bullied into feeling like if I was wearing wigs and I was wearing like we period, it's like, oh, you don't like, your natural self and it's not that I just don't like natural maintenance and I also just I like the the simplicity of being able to throw something on I'm not gonna lie it's not much deeper than that yeah I think to count to just add a like a furthering question to that the maintenance I definitely understand because it is a lot of maintenance I think one of the things that I'm wondering is like when it comes to like wearing your natural hair in public, like how do you typically feel? Because I know that sometimes it can go either way. Like some people, like it genuinely does give them some form of like anxiety or you may just be wondering like, are people looking at me? Are people thinking certain things? Like how does it make you feel when you're like not in the comfort of your home, like wearing your natural hair? Yeah, actually I came on real strong and now I'm kind of retracting because <laughs> I feel 12 with my natural hair. I'm not going to lie. I don't feel like uglier. I just feel like a little kid. Like I just mm-hmm. be looking younger with my natural hair. Um, and also when I think of if I were to dress up and really feel like I'm at my best, what would my look be? And I envision like some type of wig, even if it's a curly set wig, it's a wig or it's yeah. like my hair actually straightened. So with that, maybe there is some, some black girl. Um, I don't know what like the, the term is like, maybe there is some underlying reasoning behind that yeah. for sure. Or just like, you know, just like a little, I don't know if anxiety is too strong, but just like, um, like nervousness or whatever that may be, however it feels on the inside. I know sometimes it's kind of hard to identify um but I asked that question because I find myself feeling the same I was feeling the same way with my natural hair I felt like it made me look a lot younger and I always try to figure out like where does that come from does it come from like I feel like okay in my mind it's like two things does it come from the fact that my face still looks very young So then when I have my natural hair, I just kind of, am I looking in the mirror and just feeling like, girl, you look exactly how you looked when you were 11. (laughs) No character development, dude. Right. So it's kind of like, so is that sometimes for one, when I wear my natural hair, I'll be like the face in combination with the hair in combination with the body. Like it's just all giving like, it's taking me back to 2013 and I'm just having flashbacks so I don't know how I feel about that and then on the second hand it's always like you said when it comes time to dress up like do I really feel like my natural hair is going to elevate my look all the way and this is once again I feel like I'm 
there's always something that I say in each podcast that like people could be like, oh my God, girl, crazy, right? But I think that it is kind of true. Like, do I see my natural hair as like elevating my look? I think my personal experience, I just, my hair just didn't really respond well to heat. Like it just doesn't, it's just the best when it's in its natural state. And that was really hard for me to come to terms with, given the fact that like, there are so many stigmas that come with how your hair should look in order to be deemed presentable. And I struggle with that, like heavily, because I'm like, if I really could just wear my hair straight out of my scalp every day without slicking my edges without putting it up or pulling it back into a slick back bun, making sure my slick back bun is so slick that it's squeezing my skull. He go be hell in my head. (laughs) Like if I didn't have to do all of that, if I could just wear my hair straight out of my scalp, like I would be straight. But then it's like- TikTok is doing that. Have you seen her recently? And she's- Yes. Yes, and I couldn't wait to bring her up. I couldn't wait to bring her up because somebody had like stitched her video today and was just acknowledging how there were a lot of like people in her comments that were like really getting on her about saying this. And most of the people in the comments were like men and they're like basically almost acting as if she's like making this up. Like this doesn't exist. Like she's doing too much. Like men don't really say this and we don't really care about your hair, but like you kind of do like, I think. Right. It's like one of them things that you don't, you may not acknowledge when you don't like it, but you acknowledge when you do like you going towards a certain type of hair type is speaking a lot towards what you don't like more than what you think like the unspoken truths that you're giving they're there like we feel them we see them we feel them and we see them and it's not like we're the ones living the experience so like you cannot tell me like even if you may subconsciously do a lot of things that you don't realize but I'm the one that's feeling it so exactly she has really been like that is it is such a a big and bold like movement I don't know what her actual name is I just know on TikTok her name is lip gloss on there but she's so funny she's so cool and it just and she's really that, like, starting to take a stand doing things for yourself too because it's like she could have got on here and let those people really tell her that she's tweaking and, and be double taking like wait like do people say this but it's like it really is an internal battle like that starts with you to feel comfortable with your hair and it's like even if nobody has ever told her they don't like her hair internally like you can feel some type of way yourself so like having that time and being able to just embrace your hair and just the naturalness overall because she doesn't really from what I see wear too much makeup or anything like that so it's like just embracing your natural self not everybody can say they can do that and you have to be honest about the amount of versatility like the the thicker your coil gets like you can be versatile with protect styles like adding in hair and obviously like doing braids and like doing stuff like that but like the actual versatility of being able to do stuff like with the thicker like coil which and what I have it so like I I know firsthand when you see a TikTok trend and you'll be like okay I'm about to do this and then you try to do it on your hair you like it's not doing (laughs) it's stiff my hair not swinging it's not blowing in the wind it's and, and, I, it. and that was so it. 
Morgan, that was so hard for me. Like, it's still hard for me. Even now, like, I have short hair, short permed hair. But, like, before that, I had a full afro. And when I was growing my hair back out, I shaved my head. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be my hair straight from the root. However it comes out, this is my real texture. Because I didn't cut all this off. So it's going to be my real raw texture that I haven't seen in years. And when that stuff came out, and as it was growing... It's growing up and it's growing out instead of down. And like, I grew to love it, right? Like I grew to love mm-hmm. it because I'm like, this is beautiful. Right, that, really was aesthetic. that was, that was, that was a vibe. What, what'd you say? That was a vibe. I like that. <laughs> Period. I was, I was really, I was feeling it, but like, I, I grew to love it. But then I also would still have those same anxieties where when we talk about like versatility and like I started to have these like super anxious this is getting like kind of deep. I didn't, I didn't know I was going to reveal. All this about, I didn't know I really had these traumas in me. <laughs> I really had these traumas in me of like when I think about like the women. Yes, there are women that are starting to wear their natural hair and like hair in its natural state in the workplace, but like in big corporate America like big and white corporate Mm -hmm. it's a little you don't see it really like you start to see it less and less to the point where now there are like people making like coming out posts on LinkedIn like I finally took my professional headshots with my natural hair right and it's like a big thing like a huge announcement and it's like so crazy that that has to be a thing but I feel like I got super nervous I was like I'm making this transition into corporate and I was like I'm not going to be slicking my hair into a slick back bun every day because I'm anxious about if I'm wearing an Afro with a suit, like, are they going to say that my hair is like unkempt or like not put together or like whatever? Am I going to get stares? Am I going to get, can I touch it? Am I going to get nice, nice Uh, fro, right? Going too, going too deep, but also just saying that like, there were a lot of things. Subconscious and that internally you're thinking about that nobody yes. is even realizing that are thoughts that need to be had or, or are being had, which yes. is, is true. And I was just thinking too, this may be controversial and I may not believe this after I say it, but I'm gonna say it. I think the culture of like wigs has, not maybe has, is starting to skew like one thing wigs are starting to make perfection the goal like not a hair out of place not a hair that is frizzing up when you get in the heat like nothing natural about the hair it needs to be perfectly sleek like slick black slick black like lace front wig is the goal bust down middle part the door girl I was like, what is that term? Bust down middle part. So when you get your hair straight, because I just thought about when I got my hair straightened most recently and it puffed up after two days, I'm like, it's not bone straight no more. I'm about to put this in the ponytail. But why can't I wear a little fluff out? Like, what's the, what's the, what's wrong with it? Yep. It's because I'm used to a wig not moving, not doing anything that I don't want it to do. I crimp it, it's going to stay crimped. I curl it, it's going to stay curled. Versus like natural hair, even like the curly wigs I wear, it's very uniform. The curls are very just, I know what it's going to be. Versus my hair, half the hair, one texture. The other half is another texture. I'm low-key irritated because it's not looking cohesive. Yep. 
and that in itself is like yeah maybe i maybe i do need to pull the wigs off i gotta gotta get back to my roots (laughs) that's a huge topic bro like that is huge like the wig culture now has really, 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 really like blown up. And it's not a bad thing. Like there are people that are like really talented and like getting no making, for real. Yeah, like making what, like- really big wigs, right? <laughs> and it's like we it's a good thing, right? Cause it's it I like to see it, especially in our community. Cause like I know that like we are we are the teacher, like. Call us the bus because we taking y'all to school for real. <laughs> That's what black women, black men, like they're really dominating the space. But I do think that there is, and with everything, that's great. Like there's always going to be some cons or just like some alternatives on the other side too. And I definitely think that the alternatives are that it is, wigs can really be perfect, like absolutely perfect. And if you take it off or you, if you choose to wear your natural hair, if you, and those natural imperfections just start to kind of show, it's like immediately, like, I'm just so used to that perfection. Like, I'm just going to cover my hair back exactly. up. Exactly. Because so, one more thing about hair, when people are like, I could take this wig off, but I'm going to have hair underneath. I'll be thinking about it. Like, why did, <laughs> why is that a flex though? Like, I get it. I get the fact that like, okay, you can have the wig and your hair will still have length and it's still healthy. But if a woman does not have, some people's hair like stops growing at a certain length. Like it's just not going to get long for real. Like it's just, I don't know. Like it's just made to be, the shrinkage is real basically. Yeah. And like that whole narrative of like, I'm going to show you what my real hair is underneath here because it's so long and luxurious. And all that. I feel like that's still putting black women down of like, if my hair is not good underneath here, it's a problem. Yeah. Versus like, a, if you're wearing a wig because you, you don't have long hair or something, you know, whatever is going on with your hair underneath, why does it need to be like a flex if, if you take it off and it's, it's nice? It's just. Yeah. And that's. I can talk about hair all day. So I feel like that is always going to be something that like we, like I said, we could talk about this for years. Um, Just cause I feel like it's such a huge thing in the community, like for women as well as men too. Um, But like for women, there's just a lot of things that you have to consider when you think about just, it's, it's so crazy to say, but it really does factor into all of like every area of your life. Like, it factors into your relationships. It factors into your work life. It factors into your social life. Like people literally may not even go out and lead a house if they hear not done, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah having to pull the really hatch out. It gets crazy. Like it really, it really can get out of hand sometimes. But it's like that's real. Like is we do not have the luxury of just like oh we finna just spray some spritz and some dry shampoo and go. Like Jay, it's not that. It's not just pull it up in a bun. That used to be my biggest thing. If my hair was in an afro, ain't no pulling it up in a bun. <laughs> it's in an afro for a week it's set. and some change. Like it's set. The hair is stiff. It's stuck. It's done. The product's in there and it's not moving. So you don't just throw up in a ponytail. If I and choose to have a bun, I'm going to have a bun for that whole week. And what you were saying about tying in and kind of moving on to the next uh, of the, the three we have here, like the body type too, like. I think it's all encompassing 
when you were saying of like feeling young and like feeling like, oh, my hair is not giving me what it needs to give. Also, I think body type plays into that. Like black women are known for being more curvy, more like you you got some weight on you. Being skinnier, like for me, has definitely been a, like in black families, it's like you to eyeball out. They, you need to put someone else on your plate. You need to eat a little bit. Like get an extra burger. Ha ha ha. All right. Yeah. And then that on top of, I already feel five. Now I'm like, I'm feeling something about everything. Like everything needs to be, I'll do anything to make myself look older or like at my age. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's just kind of like, what does that, what does that look like? And especially like connecting it to this, like our specific group of just like Gen Z, I think once again, pulling on my, my love hate relationship with social media. Now you get to see like a lot more people that may be younger than you even and look much older than you. (laughs) Body types might be different. And just like how they carry themselves might be a lot different. So just that comparison component, once again, of like, this girl may be 19, 18, like, and she looks grown. And then there's like, if you're comparing yourself, which you shouldn't do, but sometimes you may just do inherently, like, you'll just be like, oh, like, what do I like? What, what do I do to make myself look older? And I would have this conversation all the time with my sister, as well as my boyfriend, my sister, because like my sister, like naturally had curves like mm-hmm. from her teenage years so that was just like something that was kind of just like okay like no questions there right and also how she how she carries herself like is very like in a mature fashion as well so it was always like when I was looking up to her when she was a teenager and then when I grew up and became a teenager I'm like I am a beanpole <laughs> like I got no curves, bro. I don't know where she got her jeans from, but I'm like, this is very interesting. So I've always been on that chase to try to figure out like, what do I have to do to make myself look older? That's been a huge thing and a confidence thing that I've been trying to like work through with my boyfriend, like with him just always being like, I like you how you are. And I'm like, no, I need to be in the gym eating six burgers a day to get thicker. And he's like, no, you don't. Right? So- and that's what really, that will bounce you back to reality real quick. I'm not going to the gym and I'm not weightlifting and I'm not eating eight meals a day. So like, as soon as I think like, maybe I should, I'm not doing that. Nope. And I know that for a fact, I'm not dedicated that much time to maybe, maybe, once I get to a point where I think I'm doing it just to be healthy more so than trying to fit an aesthetic, I will. Cause I think that being healthy is, I mean, always the goal, but when it comes to trying to like overdo or just get to a body, a body type that I desire, I, I don't know. It's not a bad thing. I think that going to the gym and working for what you want to look like is never a bad thing. Cause you kind of want to look in the mirror and be able to see and like yourself too. But I think there needs to be a healthy foundation when yes. starting that. It needs to be a balance. And most times I always say like when people go into the workout space in like the whatever calorie building or whatever, like if you go into that space at all and you go into it with a mindset of like, I'm doing this for like my mental health and like for my physical health and 
when you just go into it, like you said, with the right reasons versus like, oh, I just want to look like this person. Or I want to lose all of, like a like weight in order to look like this. It wouldn't comparison. Once again, if yeah. that component is involved at all, it's like it's not going to be good. Like and not. it takes too long. Like if you going in with a real hope of I want to come out with this type of body, realizing that that could take up to a year to two to even really get even semi of what you're looking for, that'll knock yeah. you back to reality real quick too. Like it's not a quick, I'm in the gym for six months and I'm really seeing a huge difference. It takes a lot of time. And if you retract and do anything wrong, your diet change up, you're not going to the gym as much, it's retracting back. Like, yeah, I always feel like when you have a deadline on it, that that never goes well. Like if you say like, oh, I want to have all this weight lost or I want to have all this weight gained by spring break or something it's like it's too much pressure if you don't meet it by that time it's really really like and sure can only do so much like we not you can yeah. only have so much time before it's like it's not really you don't want to be unrealistic basically yep. yep and then for skin color if you guys didn't know i'm darker complected i would say i don't really know i would say like I would say dark skin, right? No? I mean, what, however you feel. <laughs> Cop out. No. Uh, yeah, I would say like brown skin, dark skin. And then Taya, I would give you light. <laughs> you will give me what? I give you light skin. Do you agree? <laughs> yes, I can't say anything different. I don't even know. Well, see, like that's sometimes the only reason why I said however you feel is like sometimes I don't know. You never know, like, how people are going to describe themselves. Yeah. Right? It's like, sometimes you might think, like, oh, somebody is, um, like, dark skin. And they'll be like, no, like, I categorize myself more as brown skin. Right? And well, that's that perfectly. That in itself just shows how, I want to say political, honestly, that statement is. Because it's not even like we're addressing something like, oh, that lamp is white. Or that lamp is black. Or that lamp is gold. It's like. You saying you're dark skin is like, oh my gosh, don't say that. Or you saying yeah. white skin is like, oh my God, don't say that. Like it's yeah. uh it's deeper rooted than just saying what I think your skin is. Like it's a uh, that alone shows a lot of the divide of color yes. that we and can have. The complexity of the topic, right? Like yeah. it is a very complex topic. It's hard and you don't want to say anything. You always want to acknowledge everyone's experiences properly. And sometimes you may not always, like some things you just may not know or understand because of your own lens and your own experiences that you've had. But like just being open to like hear about other people's experiences based on like what they've gone through with their skin color. Like the stuff that we talked about with hair, like could very much so transfer over to skin color as well too. Mm -hmm just as much as someone could be like on the extreme end like discriminated against for eat but even just like being treated poorly based off of their hair like they could be treated poorly based off of their skin too exactly. like a combination of both or one or the other like you just never know like the intersectionalities right? they build different criticisms that come with them and it's it's crazy because as you say that I'm just thinking of we're even only able to give our experience like our personal what we have 
been through and what we look like, what has that given us or not given us, whatever. But when it comes to like, when it comes to, I'm trying to like think of my statement because like you said, you never want to like not say, you never want to negate the fact when it comes to experiences, it seems like people can get sidetracked of like, I am this, but I've never experienced it. So I don't believe you. Like, let's yeah. say being skinny, it's like, I've never experienced having somebody tell me that being skinny wasn't cool. So like, I don't believe that being skinny is a bad thing. Or I never had somebody tell me that dark skin was bad. So that's not a bad thing that you guys are lying when you're saying that you have problems when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you may not have personally experienced something in your life, but being able to notice and be self-aware enough to see that, like, I may not have personally encountered this, but I have seen how people around me that have similar, like, traits as me have been affected is a yeah. character trait not many people have all the time. Yep. No, I 100% agree. And I think that you said it the best way possible, like the best way that you could. I, I definitely agree. Um, it takes a like a specific level of empathy and just listening and understanding in order to really be like, to take yourself out of your own shoes and be like, okay, like this is something that can happen. And also knowing like, what is the person's intentions? Like, I do think that there are times where someone tries to just like come back with a rebuttal or people will just try to like, they'll say that they experienced something just to like, some people will say that they have experienced it just to say that they've been oppressed. Like some people like, like some people really carry oppression like trophies or something. Like it's kind of weird. Like they want to relate so bad that they'll be like, oh, like, I've gone through this, 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 and this too. And they try to make it seem like I've gone through it just as bad as you, instead of it just being like, this is, or they're trying to make their situation seem worse. That that's what I'm trying to say. Instead of just saying like, this was my experience. It's almost as if you're trying to say like, my experience was worse than yours. Right. So they also saying like, it's that combination of like, I didn't go through it. So I don't believe you. But then also mine was so much worse than yours. I know yours doesn't have any like validity or any weight at all whatsoever. And also going back to like body type with that one, because I see that a lot on Twitter. It's not a fact of like, oh, being, being skinny. That's like an inconvenience more so than like people that are shopping in like plus size areas they're getting a certain type of clothes they're having to outsource for clothes they just can't go to a regular store for like this is more than just an inconvenience this is like I'm actually being affected day to day in my life I cannot do regular things like that's when it becomes a now you're turning a blind eye between something just being an inconvenience and like I don't like when y'all do this versus this is this is like messing up my day-to-day life I cannot functionally move the same as a person who is like what the standard in quotations is yep Yep. which is is very crazy to think about because all of these it's like hair care when it comes to hair care you could watch youtube videos and see somebody like you were saying doing a natural style and it's like i couldn't do that on my hair but it's two things can be true at once yep and that's overarching what what i'm trying to like get at is that it could be True that 
my hair not moving and I'm mad about that, but they can also be true that you can have your natural hair out and still be oppressed and you got a 3C curl. Like, both of those things can be true. They can all happen because yeah. this world, Black women overall, overarching, have a stigma. So it's like, these intersectionalities, yes, they are different ways that somebody can come in and try to discriminate Black women, but it's going to happen regardless of yeah. what color you are, what hair type you have, what body type you are. It's the world we live in. And I think just one more comment to kind of like wrap up the whole thing as like a someone who is just for this specific demographic, which is like Gen Z women, I think one of the biggest things that we are struggling with, but also trying to overcome is the fact that the everything that we that has probably been going on for years, like none of this is new, Mm -hmm. right? Everything that we have named thus far are things that people and our our ancestors and what like whatever have been way worse a long time and way worse, right? I think that right now we're in this middle ground of like we have the opportunity to speak up on these things and like make it more known and have more of a voice and like reach a broader audience, right? Because with technology like we now have the opportunities to like find our communities and like communities that tailor to us and our specific needs and then also have that all that same that same platform to be able to speak up on issues that are happening as well too so that even regards like what we were saying earlier with lip gloss saying all of these like just building herself up like Mm -hmm. she is building a community of girls and women that look like her right and so you can now see that and be able to like find inspiration from that and then now you know she may inspire another girl to be able to wear her natural hair out and like celebrate her body and like her looks and all of those things as well too I think that is a beautiful thing so I think that we're like moving into hopefully the right era and the stages of like taking care of ourselves um a little bit better because we can try to find we can try to find people that are like us, people that are ex- like spreading and showing messages. Yes, representation is definitely part of this answer, a big yeah. part of this answer. So I agree. Yeah, representation without comparison. If oh, like, and we're I always going to have comparison <laughs> yes. because the comparison component is always going to be there. Like, we're always going to have the men with the podcast saying ignorant stuff about uh, like they pick they might. one and light skin girls are like thick girls like whatever like that is always going to be amplified too so like the comparison component is always going to be there and it was probably there like I said way before this time as well but now they got mics (laughs) now they got mics they have a broader audience and so it's combating that but then also still like trying to stay like I'm trying to stay on the road that's like building us up (laughs) okay like I'm trying to stay focused um versus like the stuff that kind of feel beautiful yeah, the stuff that kind of comes in that's thrown in to distract us. So so our next topic is being taken seriously as a Black woman. And why are we not being taken serious? Say what you think. Yeah, so there's like a strong, there's like a strong history and culture of Black women just being known as seen as like extremely strong and independent and like being able to take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm strong woman stereotype like strong black woman 
it's been a thing for forever right and it's it's still a thing okay it's not untrue that's (laughs) it's not untrue you know because we really have done a lot made a lot of strides changed a lot of people's lives literally like put put whole cities communities whatever on our backs for real period but like in that same token though we also don't seem like we're afforded the luxury of being able to be soft and being hurt or being like mm-hmm. literally physically Burnt injured out. like we do not seem to have that luxury of saying i am injured i'm hurt i'm in pain whether that's emotionally or physically and someone coming to us and being like that's okay i'll take care of you yeah right it's like you'll say that and it's like well what's wrong with you why can't you figure it out what what's holding they be shocked like it almost is like a shock like a when it is something serious it's like what like how if you don't know what to do how we gonna like we all don't know what to do it's whole house whole world whole city in shambles in shambles it's in shambles you don't know how to handle it because it's like it's been it's become such a cult like it's everyone's just become so accustomed to us being like it's fine I got it like it's cool like it's fine right just putting things off and and not expressing emotions and I think that it's just really really tough I I don't I still like I don't know why I I maybe you have a better explanation as to why you might take us back to the to slavery (laughs) no I'm waiting on it (laughs) yeah um I don't exactly know why I can't give an exact like this pinpoint. This was the time. I just think that it's just become like a normal. It's just become normal for us. Um, I don't have an exact time either. I'm not going to lie. I don't, it's probably something in slavery that I could bring up, but I can't think of it right now. But I will say, though, I think with the with the armor on of like I am like the strong woman and not saying anything most times um I think it's just you kind of you can't stop because there's no maybe I maybe I can't really respect slavery not slavery days but just how how we are set behind we can't just call a nanny if we not feeling good today we can't just go and pay for something to to make things right or so I can get a day off in the past now we're you know we're getting to that point where we can do that but like in the past we were we were the nannies we were the so it's like I can't not show up so with yeah. that it takes like I have to be well so if my foot is hurting I'm not gonna get it checked out until it's had to be amputated off like because I can't miss work I can't miss mm-hmm. taking care of whatever needs to be taken care of because nobody can fill my space like you just keep fighting through it. And then I will also through. say too, in the time like after slavery, this was definitely something that I can pinpoint though. Like the innocent, like white woman trope, where it's oh, like, yeah. there is this level of like, and we'll see too, like when in recent times, we've been seeing like the Karen videos, which <laughs> by the way, I hate that that Karen is, has just been deemed the term because my mom's name is Karen. And that oh. was real. 
that was a real ass black woman for you. But this is a personal little shout out for me. But the Karen videos where you just get to literally visually see as soon as they start crying and call the police is automatically like you're taken seriously and we're here to tend to you and care for you and like, like, and solve the problem for you. Right. Yeah. That innocent trope has started way before like it you could say too like it has started from slavery and it's kind of just like manifested into different versions over time yes and because that is a thing it's almost as if like we are not deemed once again we are not deemed as innocent like we are not deemed as like oh like you can I don't know like you'll visually see like something could go down both women, both types of women could be crying. Like the white woman's going to get tended to first. Cause it's just like, yeah. it's a very, very weird. It's weird, but it's really tough. And it's really, really hard when you come to terms with it. Cause it's like, why is that just not seen? Like, why are we not, why can we not feel not protected? Yeah. And, and that too, I was Thinking about health wise, when it just comes to um, us, well, first off, just dying at way more rapid rates for things that are not meant to be death sentences. And then also when it comes to not understanding what is prevalent in your demographic, like we don't even have enough data behind because we didn't start testing black people for certain things until later on. So like, Black women dying of something now, it's like we don't even have enough data to say what is, we don't have enough data to compare to what a white woman has. Like she has science behind her because she's Mm -hmm. had science since it started versus we started a lot of steps behind when it comes to certain things. So when we do have prevalent issues, it's not always fixed quickly. Cause I don't think our bodies have been tested and learned enough. Mm-hmm. And I don't well, know. And I can't speak, we need to get a site. We need to get a doctor on here. Look, I next know, week right? we a doctor. We need a doctor guest star. Even if they were tested, like I know that there is a history though that I feel like I we should say too. Like there is a history though, excuse me, of black people being like tested on because they didn't want to test on white people but it was never for like our like greater good like it was never like oh we're testing you guys to actually assess like what are prevalent health issues in your specific race and community it was always like oh like we may test this kind of cure right no matter if you die or not so it that even in itself is just like that wasn't really made to set for our greater good too when you said the statement like there's science behind a white woman like that's that's really really heavy like that's very true (laughs) that's very true like you to have science behind you to have the data behind you to know right if you get these genetic tests or you ancestry tests or whatever like to have those benefits is extremely important you have extreme advantage and it's not saying that like you potentially couldn't die too but it's definitely like two things can be true at once black women are gonna die at more rapid rates and we are because it's just first off not being believed all the time so you're getting sent home with some medicine that doesn't work or it's like I don't even know I don't know enough about you or your body but you can't say that as like a medical field person so it's like 
I think there's a lot of things that go into that too, because of course I'm not in healthcare, so I couldn't give the whole rundown, but I'm sure there are ins and outs that are, that are the reason behind what's going on. Well, I did a project for one of my social work classes on maternal mortality and just highlighting like some of the things and that doctors have believed over time when it comes to like just stigmas within the medical community that literally determine life or death which is kind of crazy like you can have a prejudice or a stigma in your life and it may not impact anyone else's life but like doctors y'all didn't oh, can't be allowed <laughs> y'all didn't they're like y'all cannot doctors have lawyers y'all can't y'all can't be active no stigmas no bias no that's that's hard to say but it is it is still very crazy because there are life or death situations that you do have an impact and have like, and I think in my mind, the two people that come to mind are um, Serena Williams. And then also mm-hmm. um, that case, yeah. I think her last name was Porter. Is it Kim Porter? Is that Diddy's wife? Kim Porter. Yeah. Yeah. So Kim Porter, she same thing, like died of pneumonia, I want to say, but everything before that was like, she was telling everyone that she was not feeling well, like her doctors telling them something's not right. Like, I don't feel good. Serena Williams was saying the same thing. Something's not right. I don't feel good. And the doctors are like, oh, like, you're fine. Like, you're being dramatic. I want to say with Serena's situation, they actually physically told her, like, you're being dramatic. Being She felt like not only was she going through that technical stigma of just being a Black woman and not being taken seriously, but on top of that, she had this extra layer of, like, She's the best athlete in the entire world right. out of women and men, right? And there is that extra layer of like, oh, like you're you're strong, like you're a strong athlete and you have this reputation of just being so like superwoman almost. It's almost like exactly. a weird, like humbling kind of thing. And she kind of described that and it's just kind of crazy because it's like, you are my doctor. So my, my life like my job my what like none of that should have anything to do with my pregnancy or my baby like if I tell you something is wrong with me something is wrong with me and that's period just as a human being I don't feel good but there's so many other things that are factoring into like oh you'll be I and it's like for real you're not not checking and not and on top of that just to add this woman had the best of the best she is the one of and the richest still, people. And they still was playing with her. Go ahead and go home. And to even think that they would think that she would even lie about something like that when she wants to be out on the court. So it's like, why would I even try to do something to get my career? And they already waiting on me to fall. So it's like, I want y'all to be able to fix this quick and be back on the field quick. Because I don't want to have to even give anybody the pleasure of being able to say she had to get off the field because she has woman problems. Like, yep. And when I did that project, I literally found a video of a doctor actually saying like, no, we genuinely, like it is genuinely a running thought within the community, within the medical community that black women are stronger. Like that's what we are told. Like genetically, they are told that black women are stronger when there's no evidence to back that. That's like the science, no evidence to back that besides just genuine assumption and prejudice. <laughs> Like, like I don't it's wild. and it's almost like that's 
supposed to be worn with honor. Like, oh, you're a strong black woman. Like, no, dude, I need to, I'm in pain. I'm about to pass out. And y'all talking about, no, you strong. (laughs) Like, you're okay. Like, you're okay. And like, that just really, really, like, it's really, with the Kim Porter thing, it's just really, it's really sad to see. And it really hurts because this is my life, literally. And if you make that choice to, deem it as not worthy enough like that's absolutely insane like it's crazy it's up to you and and if you don't think that that's uh, you if you don't think what I'm saying is worthy or appropriate of extreme care and attention and I feel like that can go across like we've talked heavily on medical but that can go across in all different areas like for just black women wanting to feel protected by men and not feel like intimidated or like yes I don't know scared what you said with the white woman trope like that that kind of radiates throughout what all of what we're saying like all of what you just described it's in comparison it just seems like we can hold our own yep and in most cases that's not a lie but it's it's not always about what you can do it's just about if you are a man and you walk past and you see that another man is is in another black woman's face, it's not like, oh, she's she going to be all right. Like, why would you not stop and help? Like, it right. doesn't, it shouldn't change how you treat a person. It shouldn't change the the care they get because yep. you, they can hold their own. And that goes for both. We're talking about black women, so I'm going to keep it to them. But I mean, that goes for black men too. Like, you just want to make sure that we're not putting, oh, you're strong as the forefront adjective behind black people yeah everyone needs to be cared for on an individual basis like yes research and stats can only say so much but that doesn't have anything to do with me or my genetics or my mental capacity or whatever experiences I've had as a person so I always feel like that is how things should be taken but I know like as a doctor or like any professional it's almost as if like your job kind of relies on those stats and generalizations because that's all science is. And you gotta move quick like you seeing how many patients a day you moving so yeah. fast it's like you need something to be able to kind of have a starting basis so you can move from that quickly yep. so it's not like I don't okay I don't see a lot of like <laughs> black women still shouldn't be dying but I do see like the the case of you're moving too quick, but y'all need to figure out a process. Like that's slow down. You can't keep keep saying that's the narrative and not changing what we're what we're seeing, especially if we are able to start putting numbers behind it. Yeah. And Andrew. also, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go because I'm gonna kind of flow into the next one. So the next one, yeah. I was also gonna just say like seeing more black professionals. Like I was gonna say that too. Oh my gosh, that would be nice. Yeah, like <laughs> having more black. This kind of goes into our next one of like finding genuine support, and I think that's a part of it is finding people in spaces that are black women in spaces that are needed, like doctors, like lawyers, like teachers, like et cetera, et cetera. I mean, they're needed in all spaces. That is the first step, I think, is in finding genuine support is finding people within these spaces. Yeah. And having them accessible. Yes. I think it is super duper beneficial. I look at those experiences and I really, really admire them. Like I really be like, when I, I always in my mind, like I always just have like rooting for everybody black 
that's like a, a just always something that I'm repeating in my mind all the time. Yes. But like, I just want my life to be, I don't know, like when it comes to those areas and people that are going to take care of me, like, especially medically, that's something that I'm definitely looking for because there may be some things that I can say and point out and be like, yeah, like I'm feeling this and I'm going through this and my family has a lineage of this and it may be, and it's going to be well understood. And it's like a breath of fresh air. You almost like take a breath when a black woman walks in. It's like in any sense, when I get a black teacher, when I get a black doctor, when I get a black salesman, like I'm always just feeling a lot lighter and more connected in some type of way when I see a black woman walk into the room I'm like mm-hmm. not just me like it's it's somebody here that I would hope is gonna support me and that kind of goes into our next like question too of like what does what does support look like amongst black women and like how do you think how do you think you can tell that it's genuine and then I think with that it's gonna show how does that look among yeah them. I think that we're still trying to, we're still trying to build ourselves up. Like I kind of said with the first topic on like hair and all of that, like, I think we're still on a path of like figuring out what that looks like. Like, I definitely think that we do have, there are areas where the community is strong, but then there are areas where we are very divided and Mm -hmm. that has to be acknowledged. Like it is just kind of, what our history like where our history has brought us and I don't know it's like I think the best way that we can just kind of build that support I think is very simply said but just like being there for each other and Mm -hmm. like having those areas and moments of empathy where it's like okay I can remove myself from my position in my shoes to be able to see like from your lens what does this look like and support you and support and when I truly do believe that like a black woman's support is like no other like when you have black women behind you I just see that even through personal like pretty standard stuff like I have people that almost seem more invested than me sometimes like a black Mm -hmm. woman is really gonna hype you up that's gonna be in your corner and sometimes we can take that as another black woman and use that and not even all the time realize that we are we are negatively using the fact that black women are like very strong supporters like they're gonna want to support you and they're gonna want to be in your corner and sometimes we take that and run with with it the wrong way yep and I will say that well I don't know I don't know what the opposite of that is or how you would even know I think time kind of tells with certain things of like how genuine somebody is um, about their support but I do think the first thing would just be stripping competition as yep. much as we can and I know that's hard to do because it's on social media it's also just a thing of life like if you doing lashes I'm doing lashes it's automatically kind of attention but it, it doesn't have to be and like figuring mm-hmm. out how we can all live in this space and really feel like there's room at the top for everybody and that is said all the time but I don't think we're seeing it enough like when I think of Issa who am I thinking about that's like Issa like quickly I don't really have quick answers and that's also probably like lack of research but 
when you don't really see a lot of representation, you don't feel like there's room at the top for everybody because I'm not seeing everybody there. So like, yeah. that, like that's, that's something that I think we have to, time will tell. And as people start to get in these higher positions and we see it more, it would just be like, I'm seeing a lot of black women in these spaces. So I don't feel the pressure of feeling like I'm gonna be one of few. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think also too, like the competition, unfortunately, is also going to be with men too. Like they're going to be given more opportunities. When I think of like Issa, I think like I think of Issa, and you said like who's up there kind of with her. Like I can think of a lot of black men off the top of my head that are like directing and leading a lot of movies yes. and TV shows. CP. T. TP, yes, but <laughs> my mind went to like um which I mean, obviously like what's the guy? I can't think of the guy's name, but he's like he does all the ishes, so he does the grownish, the blackish, the oh he's like know. a big whatever yeah, on ABC, know. like he's kind of been running that, and then you got Jordan Peele, he's been kind of running the movie scene. Um but then also I was going to acknowledge Quinta Brenton. I think yeah, she's coming up there. She definitely She's coming is. up there. Yeah. And I think she's getting up there like to Issa's level, like with Abbott Elementary. Is she, oh, yeah, she's she's for got sure get there, yeah. Oscar nominations, like all that kind of stuff. So that's been like super cool to see that. But it took her like some time too. And even then, that's still two women. Once again, I could probably do more research. But I definitely agree with you outside of just naming names. I do agree that it is hard to not factor in that level of competition Mm -hmm. I think obviously too like our community just in terms of population in itself is small (laughs) our population is small so then when you think about like our celebrity population like that's also small so like the people that actually get the opportunity to get way way up at the top and like do a lot of stuff and have wide ranges it is probably going to be a small pool yeah and But I do think that one of the things that Issa has always acknowledged is like she works, she works laterally, which is like she wants people like at her. She wants people right next to her. She doesn't want people above her. She doesn't want people below her. Well, not say above, but she doesn't want people below her. She wants people right next to her. And I think that that's a really big thing to acknowledge. Like when you're trying to help people, like it's not a matter of, like, I'm just going to bring you with me and we're just going to, however this develops, whether you go up further or you, whatever, you, we stay at the same pace, whatever comes exactly. of this, like, I'm just bringing you along with me for the ride. I think that that is a good mentality to have versus like, oh, I can't bring you up too far or you're going to surpass me or, oh, I got to right. leave you in the dust so that you're below me. Like, whenever that starts to happen, that's when, you know, we're kind of like, we're going downhill, we're going downhill. <laughs> And I think that it's more people with that mentality because our community is advancing rapidly in some areas, but in some areas it is more stagnant. And I think we have to cut the aesthetics too of helping another Black woman and like mentorship and seeing these cute posts that you can repost and groups that are that are being started. Not saying that all groups have ill intent because I think most of them have good intent, but the aesthetics behind a lot of things could take away from the meaning and like the the benefits behind it. Cause there's a mentorship can get nitty gritty. Like you can have somebody that 
you may not see what their outcome is going to be, but you see their potential and you are really with them good or bad. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of like, we're pulling women that already kind of have a, a good track for themselves. And it's kind of like not saying those women don't need support too, but also making sure that we are, we are with people that we are putting people in spaces that we may not think they may not flourish here and it's okay. Cause they can pivot. Cause I've gave, I've given the skills that I have for them to be able to pivot. And like, I'm pre- yeah. I'm taking them and I'm mentoring them up and I'm getting them to a point where I feel confident that they will be able to do what they're destined to do versus like I'm grabbing a girl that I already see is destined to do something. And I'm just putting you in the space. We need both. Yeah. We, we need, need a boat. We need to we make need sure both. both. I'm actually going to throw in my little HR quote from work our queen no because I did a I did a um a presentation on like equity right and like when did equity get introduced to d and i to to where it became d e and i right and one of the things that I thought was really cool that they talked about was like diversity asks who's in the room and equity asks who's trying to get in the room and can't Right. Okay. So, like, with that being the case, when you're thinking from like an equitable mindset, I think that's exactly everything that you just described. Right. It that's is very much so who can't get in here and let's start to figure out why. Right. Let's actually care about why. Why can't they get in here? And if we solve that, we may actually be able to open the door for a lot of people that have been waiting for a long time to get in here. Exactly. Right. And then on top of that, it's like uh, acknowledging who's trying, like who's making that attempt to get in here, but there may just be barriers in their way that aren't allowing them to. And we may have the potential to open up some of those barriers. Like if you know that there's something in your power that you can do to help somebody out and it's not going to hurt you to do so, like I feel like there are a lot of things, a lot of people will try to find reasons or justifications for like why they may not do something like, Oh, I can't help this person. Exactly. I can't do this because of this reason. When it's like, really for real, like, is it really I'm not real? <laughs> it's or one like, phone call, one email. Are you just trying to justify like why you don't want to, I don't know. Like, is there a deeper reasoning for that? So no, that's true. And I also want to point, cause I think that this, Pretty privilege plays into all three of the things that we we have been talking about because genuine support and having people around you that are going to lift you up. I think the look of a person can put a lot of opportunity in their plate just yep. because it's like you're going to look good for the brand and I'm going to be able to get you in. But like. It's, it's hard. It's a hard it's a hard mix of like, I'm thinking about this one more so transitioning into like friendships and things like that when it comes to genuine support and just wanting people around you that are able to help you. Like friendships now are very aesthetic when it comes to going out and things like that. And those type of friends are not going to help you get into spaces or do anything or uplift you if like the whole appeal it's like this is just the look like I mm-hmm. just go around for the look so I think what I'm trying to say is having to find people that are more than surface deep is it's hard for black women 
because I think that we give our all sometimes and not realizing that like somebody could want you around for the appeal of you or like what they think that your looks are like what you're giving because we are in a man's world and men like pretty women Mm -hmm. that can that can change some things definitely I agree I think that that's extremely true and it's it really sucks like when you get to when you get pretty deep in it it's like dang you start to ask yourself like is this a hole we can dig ourselves out of or like is it just gonna keep getting deeper I hate to say yeah, that, but it's, it's like it's layered like all of these like just going from physicalities to why are we not taking serious then on to like finding support it all just kind of seems like it's interconnected there's no way mm-hmm. to like have one problem without the other mm-hmm. and it's it's it is it's and it's not to be bleak out. yeah like it's not to be bleak but it's right, also it's not a hope for us right <laughs> I progressed a lot right but it's also to just be aware aware and realistic of like what is really out there and what we currently are still trying to overcome because this once again I like to just continue to acknowledge that like none of these things are brand new but it's like to see what they have manifested into in our generation for things that it's the exact same problem but it just may have looked a little different based on the time right that shows how far we came too because I think that even just us talking about seeing more women in the spaces like we do see women in these black women in these spaces and that a lot of a conflict like, I get so shocked when I see at like a award ceremony or just something of, of you know high stance and they'll be like this is the first black woman to do blank 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 and it's like not 2022 and you saying first black woman like exactly that's crazy that's a crazy thought and it's but it's showing that we're 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 getting somewhere we're opening doors and like that that's a beautiful thing yeah opening doors and then hopefully too like we'll start to get to a point where I think that we are that is like a prime example of like people receiving their flowers but I think one thing that I would like to see is like I would like to see a little bit more of an acknowledgement for like giving the people their flowers that helped you get here right like I think that I would like to hear more about that of like it is so it does not cost you anything to give people their flowers I personally think like it does not cost you anything does not cost you anything to shout somebody out it does not cost you anything to like give someone their credit like hey like this person really played a vital role in me getting here today and that's important because you don't know how that may help and bless their lives and their paths moving forward. So I think that that is genuinely what support looks like for me is like, I know that you're good at this and you can help me with this. And if we get somewhere together, like I'm bringing you up with me, we doing this together and I'm going to give you your flowers for helping me. For helping. And especially when it comes to, I don't even know, this is not just a black woman thing, but just the overarching want and need for people to feel that they are self-made is is just, I don't know, Kylie Jenner came out with it, everybody decided that was next. Like, is that self-made idea is just so, like, talked about and thrown around, but I personally do not believe that there is one person that is successful that can say they were self-made. Like they mm-hmm. had no help. They had nobody. So like they were saying Kylie Jenner can't say that. I don't believe anybody can say that honestly. So like yeah. somebody had to give you a chance. 
Yeah. How bigger how small. Help you. Yes, Kylie Jenner probably got more help. So like for her to say it was wilder, but it's like everybody has had somebody to stick their hand out and grab them. So it's like that self-made image is so wanted and desired that people are willing to drop off names at the end of their speech because it's like I rather have it that I did it I want to write them that I came up with this great idea because that's going to get me further further even though most people in the audience are probably most people that are listening those people that support you probably assume that you have a team like is yeah you saying that you self-made is really just everybody like scratching their heads because most people assume that a good project a good follow-through a good event a good whatever it is was followed through by multiple people who wanted the idea to follow through like it's never a thought that one person was able to do it all that's never the goal yeah and that's that's so so true like scratching their heads for real because it'd be like like, i know somebody and that almost takes away the genuine feel to it because it's like nah I know you lying because yeah you was doing all of this um, yes and it's just kind of like why I don't know I just kind of feel like support to me is like I'm gonna support you how you need to be supported support it. it's definitely on a case by case and it's definitely like however you need support let me know and I'll be empathetic and then like vice versa I think that that's just extremely it's that's just in a perfect world, that's how it should go. But that's not really what we always see, right? So you don't factor in people's personalities and like people's own struggles and confidence issues that they may have and all of that. You have those things always are going to factor in on the back end in the imperfect world. And that's typically how things end up coming out to like, how did the, how do we get here? Like I thought, exactly. right? Like how do we get here? It's, there is power in being a good public speaker and in being engaging and having the the TV face. Mm-hmm. That will get you, that will almost get you to a point where you are the face of the, of the whatever. So it's like, you have the opportunity to be like, I did this by myself because you are going to be the face behind whatever's going on mm-hmm. versus like, if you are the more quiet behind the scenes, it's like if you making a movie, like the actors, of course, are going to get the recognition because the person who wrote it, we don't see them. So it's mm-hmm. like your your place in whatever you're doing is is very. It's a power structure and like splitting that power and being like, just because I'm on the screen and I'm the biggest face does not mean that I didn't have a lot of people backing me to get me here in front of the screen like mm-hmm. That's tough for some people, though, to be able to not fill their head up with the fact that they are the face of these things. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's hard for a lot of women and men, too. But, I mean, we're on women. But that's that's going to be a, um, our next steps. Yeah. You talk about actionable steps. That's right. one of them. Actionable <laughs> steps you put it on our list is to be able to thank everybody. And, of course, you're going to – you're not going to forget, but, like, you're not going to be able to remember everybody at all steps, but that, that's why it's important to, as you're going through things, like you and I call them out at every speech, but just making sure that you call it out at some point, because you don't want to ever like make it seem like somebody has to do this for you or like you deserved whatever it is. You want to make sure that it's like, 
like you said, if I could put you in a space, especially because it's like most times it's not even a correlation. Like somebody has to do the makeup, but then somebody also do the hair. Why am I putting you on and you was doing hair and I was doing makeup? Like exactly. We need a full team. It's a full team to make the part, to make the image come together, to make the whole thing fit, make the whole puzzle fit. So I definitely, I feel like actionable steps. That is definitely something that needs to happen and get done in order to make sure that like that support is real and it's, and it's genuine. And we're like actually looking out for each other. Cause at the end of the day, when we look at some of the other things that we've pointed out, like, huh, there are a lot of things. It's the huh, <laughs> it, the, huh for real. There are a lot of things that can be directed toward and like perpetuated against us which is like our hair, like the views and the prejudices on our hair, on our bodies, on our skin type that can come from other races that can come from other genders. Like those are the kinds of things that are kind of like external, like that's coming from the outside, right? Obviously exactly. we have to battle like our internal, which is like confidence and all of that. And that's our own battle. But then when I look at from the support component is like, if we can stick together and like we can remain strong and support each other and hold each other up while we're battling all of these external forces and things that are kind of always coming our way, we'd be untouchable. <laughs> I feel like fighting all day. Like, why am I fighting for my life in all aspects? We got to have right. friends where it's like, this is solid. And starting with Black women, we're so close. We're so yep. close. So it's like, why why not make us the the fallback of like, I can, I can follow another black woman and be able to be lifted up. Mm-hmm. It's needed. And I it's see needed. it for us. Cause I, I think we are so close. I really do. Like I, I think that I have encountered and been blessed enough to encounter genuine people and have genuine support. So I won't say that I have not experienced that or I haven't seen that. So more times than not, you're going to get somebody who genuinely supports you versus the, the alternative, what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. I but agree. it's still there. It's still there for sure. But yes, guys, another week. Next another week, another week down. Another build. Another week down, another week to come, right? We'll see you soon. That's all we have for you today. In order to make sure that we keep growing, like, leave a review, and tell a friend. Bye. <laughs>